Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. We want to start out by saying thank you to our sponsors, Big Farig Coolers. They offer coolers, cattle coolers that hold medication and vaccinations, tumblers, growlers, and dry boxes. The coolest thing about Big Farig is you can customize it, customize it all with whatever you want. Uh, check them out at bigfarig.com, and uh, if you have any questions, email at info at bigfarig. Our next one is Glory Visuals. They specialize in wedding and commercial films. So they do videography and it's incredible. Y'all should go check them out on social media. You also can check them out on glorivisuals.com. Next up, Other Grass Outfitters. They specialize in dry field and Canada goose hunts. Uh, they run from November through February, and they've done an awesome video of Dive Bomb Industry, so you check it out. If you want to book a hunt, uh, call Crager at 308-637-7777, or check the other guys' outfitters on Facebook and Instagram. Next up is Faithful Images. Ooh. This is our personal photography business. Um, you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Faithful Images Nebraska, or our website, our website, faithfulimages.org. Next up, uh, Redbeard's Custom Calls. He runs the Timber Rattler or the Cut Down Duck Call and Crossing Guard Goose Call. Awesome calls, awesome quality. This guy's no, he knows what he's doing. So give uh, Andrew a call at 712-898-6989 and uh, let him know we sent you because he'll give you 10% off. Yeah, buddy. All right, next one is Chaku Peru, owned by Angelo. He specializes in big game and waterfowl hunts in the U.S., Mexico, South America, Europe, and Australia. So you can check him out at chakupuru.com or contact him at 469-999-4043. Last one up and a new sponsor to the podcast, Whitetail Taxidermy in Louisville, Nebraska. Owned by Jody Schultz. Uh, you might know him as Pappy from our YouTube. Awesome guy, and he's an award-winning taxidermist. So give him a call at... 402-630-0031. With that being said, those are our BRH podcast sponsors. We appreciate each and every one of them, and let's jump into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Red Hunters podcast. Today it's Hunter Dital and Jeremy. What's up? How we doing, Jeremy? I'm tired, but I'm here. <laughs> so Jeremy's been working 24 hours a day. Yeah, working mad. 20 days a week. Seems like it. <laughs> Ready for hunting season because that's pretty much my break. Yeah, for real. The construction market is just a disaster. If anybody's a part of it, you know, but if you're not... Is a disaster. You have three weeks are really slow, and then they try and put two months of work into about two weeks on you. It's crazy. We, I mean, we have four houses back to back to back. We just started. That's That's insane. That doesn't sound like fun. (laughs) With us, like it, it's been a disaster because a lot of our like early summer projects that we're supposed to get started got pushed back because of either lumber or roofing supplies. Mm -hmm. And so now my electricians are, like, just running around in circles. Like, 
And the other hard part is for me, it's a two for one deal. Like you've got all these price increases. So I've got material locked in at a certain price. Well, then it starts increasing. Then you have that battle. Mm-hmm. And then supplies, like getting supplies, has been a problem. So a lot of these guys have in the past have more or less known that we've got stuff when they need it. Well, mm-hmm. now Dang. for the most part, yes, but like. Normally, like, we have plenty of stock. Well, then, if something takes way longer to get in than we normally do, it's it creates a it creates a problem. Yeah. So, I'm just ready f- for problems to go away um. and, and doves to come play. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> uh, so, today, our episode is going to be talking about dove tips. So, anything doves, um, this is just something that's going to come up here in September 1st here in Nebraska. We're both excited, so we're going to talk about it. So if you don't like dove hunting, too bad you're going to listen to it today. <laughs> <laughs> or you're not, I guess, if you really. <laughs> uh, before we jump in the episode, guys, a couple things. If uh, you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to Hunt Fish 365, Jeremy's YouTube channel. It's going to have some amazing content. You do not want to miss out on that. So uh, second thing before we jump in, uh, make sure to rate and review our podcast because every rate and review makes us getting started a lot better. It gets our name out there, so we appreciate that. Uh, so dove tips, Jeremy, start us off. You brought this one up. I brought this one up. Yeah, the old safety trick. Yes, safety. I think is probably. I mean, any hunting you do, you should always talk about safety. But if you're a public land dove hunter, uh, September first, September first, honestly, might as well be a holiday. There's more people that hunt on September first than probably any other day of the year. Uh, dove hunting is the most across the country like practiced sport for that day yeah i mean uh, i wish i could look up the or i could look up the number but it's a stupid ridiculous amount of shells get shot in less than like a 16 hour period of time um so that means a lot of people uh and (laughs) around here in nebraska everybody does it of all different ethnic groups um and sometimes there's miscommunications on where people are going to be, and sometimes you get shot. Um, by shot, I mean sprayed with pellets. So really pay attention to where you are, where other people are. Um, you don't have to wear orange in the state of Nebraska to dove hunt. I would recommend it, honestly. Yeah. At least if, I mean, if you're sitting with a buddy, at least one of you probably should have orange. Don't get all up in the trees trying to hide yourself as much as possible. I mean, doves, they fly flight lines. So it's like you're going to see them in certain areas regardless. Yeah. But um, just be safe. We all want to hunt again. We all want to go out and do this every single year. And even though, like, little tiny pellets from a distance don't hurt that much, if one of them hits you in the eye, it's, I mean, you could lose your eye. Bingo. Um, and that's probably the biggest fear that I have when it comes to dove hunting. I mean, especially from a distance. Yeah. No, and I think it, that's the thing is you brought up that point is I think that if you're, I think there's certain niches in hunting. You've got the the deer hunter. You've got the the waterfowl hunter, the upland guys, and the turkey guys. But I would say majority of those guys dove hunt. Yeah, like all of them are like, September 1st falls here. Yeah. Let's go get some jalapeno poppers. 
and <laughs> let's go to town. Uh, this is the other point I want to bring up. I will just be frank. In the hunting world, I've seen this probably more than I would like to. Dove hunting seems to be, and you kind of brought this fact too, is like it. it's the entrance into hunting season. And I, I, talking and piggybacking off of safety is I, I think that there's a lot of alcohol involved in dove season. Yeah. Don't don't be the guy that's driving around in a pickup and drinking. Don't be that guy. You know, do, let's be honest. Doves are on the road. Doves are on power lines. Don't be the guy that's driving around shooting them off power lines. Don't uh, be that guy. You ruin it for us. It's just all the people that do it right because the people that do it wrong are who get looked at, not the people who do it right. It's not safe for you. It's not safe for other people. It's just not safe <laughs> so let's just try to stay away from that uh i think that kind of covers safety uh this is kind of important this year not as much in the in the past but i think this is huge this year is talking about shotgun shells uh jumping in if you haven't got a shot shotgun shells either run to walmart right now or start searching the web because if you can find some let me know because i'll buy some too <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and if you do find some at this point it's almost like a hunting spot like you let your buddies know yep but no. you keep it a good secret yeah, you text the group like but only the people you're gonna hunt with. like you know your buddies when you text your buddy say hey walmart got a shipment of two and three quarter sixes for mm-hmm. teal right jeremy right i didn't get there i was <laughs> mad about it i'm still <laughs> searching i got plenty of big duck load but i'm still looking for a few teal yeah. loads i the shipment comes in tomorrow so oh thanks buddy yeah good two, thing this podcast le- <laughs> releases wednesday not tuesday <laughs> well uh, hey they don't know which place we're talking about oh, but that okay. place where we get our shotgun shells yeah. they come in on tuesday <laughs> well i some guy almost had me talked into boss and i just could not oh, no, i didn't I, like i i would rather send some three inch twos like i yeah i'll i that's a that's an expensive load for teal see he got me talked into bo- doing boss for i think i'm gonna try some boss for goose for Canada's just because like I can at least justify it because I mean there was a lot of shots last year and even on my YouTube like seeing me hit them but then they're just they just kept going yeah they dropped off like 150 yards and like I I get that there's so there's one specifically that I saw that I hit took off Went down and landed in on the top of a frozen pond. Mm-hmm. Sat there for probably half an hour. We were watching him. We kept having geese come, and then about an hour later, we we're looking like where'd this goose go? And we there's five of us and a couple of dogs that went and looked for these this goose and never did find it. I don't know where he ended up at, but I don't know. So we'll see if Boss actually does the trick. Matt from High Perry Sportsman likes to. He he swears by it, but well, I, don't, I, swear. I don't know. I mean, if I shot like he did with that twenty-eight gauge, I'd probably swear by Boss too. <sighs> well, when you're out in Western Nebraska and no one else is competing against you, you can shoot ducks at ten yards. <coughs> I I, w- I will say one thing that's made me first of all, Boss shells are super expensive, but yeah, um, I've heard that they have a click problem. You got a lot of duds. Really, I've heard some rumors about that. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not bad mouthing, boss Matt. If you listen to this, <laughs> hey, I, you do you. You shoot fantastic hey. with the 28 gauge. I ain't cussing you. I like. I've just heard some rumors that you get a few clicks with them. Huh. Essentially, well, I'll let you know. 
So next year when you buy a boss, you're going to have to apologize to them directly. Yeah. Hey, boss. You're the only <laughs> one who has shotgun shells. <laughs> well, that's, uh, mm-hmm. you never know at this point. Uh, we'll see because Remington's getting back in the game and making, I think they were making rifle and pistol before they were making shotgun shells. But I have seen them pop up a little bit. This is how bad I've been struggling to find shotgun shells. I have, well, I realized I have about, two-thirds a case of number four's federal speed shock which is what i like to shoot honestly I, it's a cheap shell but yeah i kill more ducks and geese with those than any other shell i shoot i hate fiochi oh really i don't i do not know what it is um it's been a few years so maybe they changed something but the wads just open up weird at a weird point, I think, something along those lines. But I, I just miss a lot of ducks with them. Huh. And, I yeah, every hunter blames his equipment, not himself. <laughs> but I bought a few boxes, so those are my backup shells at the moment. We'll see. I So I got the two, three, quarter, six is the Winchesters for teal and dove. I might go back and try to buy some dove shells. We'll see. Maybe if tomorrow yeah. they kick in, but I'll let you know if there's any. Um, so two and three quarter Winchesters. I last two three years, I've just been a Rio guy, and they've they've served me well. They've done really well, but I cannot. I haven't been able to find them since like October last year because they shut down their. Actually, there's some of Shields right now. There is. I think they're like twos. Huh. Maybe I'll have to go look at them. But I've I already bought a box of or bought a case of two Federals. I think. Now, the only BBs I had saw that was there was the Fiochis, and they were like, I want to say like 160 or 170 a case. And my buddy swears by them, but I have heard a lot of people have the same issues as you did. So I've been thinking about maybe doing boss, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> Dove hunting. Uh, shot size, you're going to want to go six. Seven, seven and a half. I really wouldn't go any bigger than seven or smaller than seven and a half. So two and three quarters. I shoot, I shoot seven and a half or eights actually. I, I won't go know. any. Uh, it's either seven and a half or eights. Hmm. I like as many pellets as possible. It's uh-huh. a fast moving bird. Yeah. I've never had problems like when you hit them with eights. Hmm. So I mean, well, it, it's like shooting clays in my opinion. Yeah, they're such a such a soft bird, honestly. Yeah. So. I got to shoot a Eurasian last year. That was I shot. Cool. I shot one two years ago while teal hunting. Flew yeah. over me, and I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna say no." Yeah, but I shot that with a number four. That did the deed. <laughs> uh, I think I hit it in the head because it was not that damaged. But <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. What was it? I think it was. I was hunting with Angelo, and we're pheasant hunting at uh, I think it was Oak Creek Sporting Club. We we're doing pheasants, and. Uh, there was, uh, we just shot a pheasant, and it's actually on a YouTube video. There's a, a dove just, like, cruising by at, like, 40 yards, and uh, Dane looks over at me, and he's like, are you going to do it or what? So I just turned and, boof, done. He's like, oh! And I was like, well. Everybody knows it. Uh, whenever, and even then, down in the rain basin, you get pigeons every once in a while fly over you in a couple yeah. spots. Yeah. And everyone always looks at me and is like, are you going to do it? Because... First of all, doves, pigeons, Eurasian or morning doves, it doesn't matter. I think they all taste fantastic. Yeah. They really do, especially those corn-fed pigeons. Yeah. 
And so if I see them and there's no ducks, <laughs> I go for it. Let it rip. Yeah. So jumping into the next part, um, talking about doves, obviously be safe, shoot the right shells if you can find them. <laughs> Ooh, another one's a choke. Another cho- oh, choke. When you're talking what, shot size. What do you shoot? I shoot. Well, I pretty much use a modified across yeah, the board. I do. Um, I would. I would never use a full on doves because if you're using a full, <laughs> not just from the destruction aspect, but <laughs> most people who are using a full choke, they're shooting too far. Yeah, and even with a dove, big thing is you'll get a sailor. Yeah, and you'll never find it. I so I've got I use three chokes most of my season. I use. I have my the modified that came with a gun. Mm-hmm. I use that during dove and teal because it shoots pretty wide. Mm-hmm. And then I've got both the cremator cremator series, the mid range and the long range. The mid range for big duck, long range for goose. I use the the both of the cremators as well, but my cremator mid range pretty much stays in my gun ninety five percent of the time. I put the long range in for turkeys, and if I know I'm just shooting geese, I will put it in for geese. But you'll have to have it in for snow goose this year. I'm hoping we can do some geese too. Well, hey, more, you're more <laughs> welcome. Let's. Hey, I I actually this weekend found a few spots down in an area that I was being told about by this rancher mm-hmm. ranch person we're shooting kites for. Oh boy! So I think I think we're gonna shoot some geese this year. Hmm. Can't beat it, buddy. All right. Watching them hit the water last year. I shot more last year than I ever have, and I just, it's all I can think about. <laughs> I've also been watching a lot of Bobby guys. Oh, <laughs> he boy. He shoots so many geese. Oh, Bobby guy. I'm just going to skip that topic. Yeah, no, we can. <laughs> so finding doves. Yeah. We'll talk about finding <laughs> doves. Let's talk about that. So if you're a new hunter, and so there's public, there's private. This kind of is a subtlety for both of them. Uh, you can find the right spots in either one. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice part about doves, I'll start out by saying doves, because they they haven't been pressured all year or been shot at, they're pretty dumb. Yep. So therefore, it doesn't necessarily matter if you're on public and private now. I would say after a week they kind of figure it out after being shot out enough, but if you're talking the first two, three days, they don't really know what's going on, which is a plus for you as a new hunter. So talking about trying to find either public or private spots, there's three main aspects you're going to need. You're going to need, one, a food source. Actually, technically four, but food source, a water source, some gravel because they need to use it to Digest, break up their food, yeah. and then a uh, roosting tree. So let's get through it. Food sources. What are some food sources we're looking for? Uh, I mean, if you can find it first, my first thought is always uh, sun sunflowers. I think that's very common across the country, across the whole continent of North America. Generally, most guys are hunting over sunflowers. Um, oh, I can't. I think. Silage fields. Silage fields. Um, I know a buddy that found a silage field last year, and I think he killed. They say him and his buddies, they didn't really de- teal hunt at all. They just dove hunted. I think they shot 300 doves or something. Dang, that's crazy. Just every night went out there and shot their limit and went home and made some made some dove. Oof. You know, that sounds good. 
some fried dove, like it is like dove or oh. dove nuggets. Mm-hmm. That sounds so good right now. Yeah, dove. Uh, actually, it's kind of a shame that I only hunt it for like one week of the year, maybe. Yeah, because it's it is some of the best eating meat, bird wise. Honestly, in my opinion, it's it's delicious. You work for it, but um, so. That's that's probably the two main things I would look for. I I, I shoot them over soybeans sometimes. Uh, I stay away from I when I was little. We used to hunt corn every once in a while. I stay away from corn now. Yeah, like still because there will be a lot of does in there, but man, finding them is such a pain. Unless you have a nice dog. Um. Yeah. Unless you have a dog. Uh, one that. My dad would talk stories about in the most legal possible way possible. I don't know. I don't know if I should. Can you edit this if, if you decide I shouldn't say this? Yeah, we'll just leave it out. Don't okay. worry about it. Let's pass the story up. <laughs> uh, second water source. Um, I would say little, little pools of water. Um, ponds are great. You do find them, I would say, kind of on reservoirs, but somewhere where they can probably land and sit on the side of the water, a water source. Yeah. So I don't, I don't generally hunt hunt water a whole lot. You just want it nearby. Yeah. Um, like, so the spot we... So just talking about a good spot to hunt. So the spot we hunt is... It's basically a little valley that carries up. Uh, down at the end of the valley, There's a, there's a little pond, and then go up there's a lot of trees like very big ones that they hang out in and then up at the top we planted sunflowers about a i would say like half an acre of sunflowers and so there's a few trees that we hide behind and we cut out a couple of uh couple rows and there we be that's that's the spot we hunt i would just say i would say food source is probably one of your main focuses and then I, I, I said this at the beginning of the podcast, don't hunt roads. That's just a really bad idea. Now, I would say if you're scouting and you see a bunch on a road, okay, you got a focus spot to where you know there there's a population of them hanging out, that's fine, but you're not hunting the road. <laughs> yeah. It's illegal. Just heads up, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Just you know, if, when you're driving and you're driving on a back road, you see a bunch. Perfect. Like figure out where they're going, figure out where they're roosting, and then maybe you can figure out where they're feeding at, and then go from there. But the big thing too is if you're looking for a spot, a lot of times the state preserves certain areas that they they normally focus on some maintenance or habitat for doves. Mm-hmm. So if you ever have a lot of questions, I would reach out to your stay rep or your dnc for us is the game game commission so yeah all, all the there's like three or four of the reservoirs around here that they plant sunflowers yeah in every single year and you kill a lot of birds in there you also see a lot of people in there yeah um i think the other thing that we talked about people looking for would be roost yep i always look for i try to look for dead cottonwoods Generally, they like to sit at the top of those trees. Yeah, you're looking for like big old mature trees that, that they can just sit up there. And a lot of times if you're out scouting, you can find them out there and see them all hanging out. And 
you know, for scouting effect too, and he kind of said to it, or Jeremy Kett said something about it, but look for flight lines. Mm-hmm. These Generally, these birds will f- make their rounds every, I don't know, half an hour to two hours. They get up, they fly the same route, mm-hmm. they go do the same thing, and then they go back to that same tree. If you see that circle happening, and you constantly see birds stop, go somewhere, and then show back up in that tree, normally it's a roost tree mm-hmm. for the most part. Now, you know, food source-wise, that's kind of the same thing they do. A lot of times they'll get up, either go go water or go food. They'll disappear. They'll go probably go to a road to get some more, go to the pond to get some gravel, chew up the food, and they'll be back to the roost. It's, I mean, more or less in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> Their circle of life. Uh, <laughs> finally, kind of finishing this up, what's your, what's your thoughts on spinners or decoys? Or you use mostly pass shoot? I actually don't ever use decoys. Um, part of that's because I mostly hunt public land. And I don't think they really do a whole lot. I, I think if, if there's one thing that they learn quickly on, on public land, when you've got 20 other guys down the line of trees, yeah, um, they they figure out the decoys really fast. I I mean, two years ago, I had a buddy who brought some out. I wouldn't say we killed more birds, yeah, than we would have. I mean, we were sitting in a sunflower field. Um, yeah, I've just never taken the time to invest in them. I've thought about it, but I generally hunt evening. I like to hunt the roosts. Um, so putting out spinners and decoys isn't totally necessary because i'm not going to climb up into a tree yeah to clip on some decoys but Hmm. i'm not against people that use them i don't stop people from using it yeah i won't tell them they shouldn't i just i don't know normally what we do is we have like i think we have two or three they sit on the ground like they're doves that are standing in the lane Mm -hmm. where we usually mow and then we usually put a i don't know two three spinners out I would say, from what I've seen, they work. But yeah, to be real honest with you, listeners, I'm a, I'm I'm just I'm really focused on waterfowl. So <laughs> my dove experience is like two or three days a year. Yeah. So like we have a spot that we go. I there's a couple public spots that I know of, but like I'm not really too focused on that. And I get out there, go have my good time. We hunt two or three days. Jeez, Nala. <laughs> so, listeners, Nala, she knows. She knows hunting season's coming. The other day, I got up early for church. Like, had to go help out real early, and she was standing there waiting. Like, she knew. I'm trying to get her back into shape. Jeremy showed up today. He's like, man, must be must be getting her training again, because she's, she's lost some weight. Last time I saw her, she was looking a little thick. Now she's kind of skinny. She's giving me a look. She, she's like, really? Are you got to talk about my weight? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got her on some, uh, it's, what was it, Yukonuba weight control just for the month leading up because yeah. she was, I mean, she was getting pretty thick, but it it's hard because it's so hot that mm, yeah, you, they just lay around inside. <laughs> so we just cut her food back a little bit with that weight control, and so. Here, when season kicks back in, she'll she'll get the more weighty Yukonuba food. So, yeah, give her like two weeks, and she'll have 
plenty of days to hunt. So, uh, kind of to finish up the episode, and I think I said this a couple times already, but uh, just as a dog owner myself and speaking to other dog owners, I would say there's a couple things here. Make sure to get your dog out. The worst thing you can do for a dog is not to have it out, not to do anything with the dog, and bring it out on opening day of Dove and expect that they're going to have their best performance. One, you need to do maintenance. Nala the other night had some issues. We've took two or three training sessions to get her back through some of the things like backs and overs and helping her not to cheat. Just some of those things that help them get refocused, you know, if you don't practice something for a year, guess what? You're not going to be good at it. So if you've been six months since you've been working with your dog, then you need to go back and do some maintenance to just training wise. You know, you can't expect to, if you played a sport like soccer, you just can't go back six months later and expect to be in the same shape you were in six months before that. This is not how it works. So dogs need to get out and to be training because, you know, you don't want any health problems with their knees or the hips because you're trying to force them into doing something that they're not ready to do yet. So that responsibility is on you as a dog owner. Lastly, when you take them out and you do dove hunting, I'd be really keen on how hot it is because especially for me, not always a black lab, it's I'm very careful on overheating her and seeing where she is and allowing her to do a certain amount. Now, if you worked with your dog, you trained with your dog, you know where that, that line is. I'm saying right now, don't pass that line because you don't want a dog that's going to be hunting for the next few months to be have health issues or get overheated on opening day of Dove. So, yeah. that's my spiel. I was going to say the same thing, actually. Yeah. You were talking about the dog. I was like, hey, that's a tip. It's yeah. hot during t- uh, Dove season. Yeah. I would say in the morning it's going to be looking the you know the fourteen day forecast whatnot. It's probably going to be like sixty degrees in the morning, but it warms up pretty quick after ten or eleven. So I mean, I I'll take her out. I've been training with her probably the last three weeks, and I mean she'll be ready by that time. But at the same time, I'm not going to push it because you know for me, three or four days after that is teal season. Yeah, so that's when the real fun starts. So listeners, just you're going to probably, I don't know if it's going to be the next one or the one after that, but we're going to have the old teal tips. Probably got to get it going pretty soon. I mean, we're looking, we're less than three weeks. True. <laughs> well, Jeremy, how about we end this episode and start talking teal tips? How about that? And I'm here. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. We'll finish this episode. Appreciate you, Big Red Hunters. I hope you guys enjoy preparing because I'm losing my mind. I need to hunt something. <laughs> so Doves is Dove is going to get the wrath. <laughs> so get out there, get your shells, and uh, make sure to review this episode. All right, guys, have a good night.